Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lam. First up, we've got Ian Kitajima from Design Thinking Hawaii, and he's here to tell us about the next uh, Design Thinking Boot Camp that's coming up. And of course, uh, right after that, we'll be joined by Ben Weinberg uh, from Startup Oahu and Sonia Romero, and uh, she's going to be talking about Thrive High. And these are both cool networking and startup ecosystem programs, so I wanted to delve into that. But first, I wanted to welcome Ian Kitajima back to the show, and he's with uh, Design Thinking Hawaii, and he's here to tell us about not only the Design Thinking Boot Camp, but I wanted to have him give us the big reveal on what is what is he doing since his uh, days at Oceanet. But hey, Ian, I want to welcome you to Bite Marks Cafe. Okay. How's it, Bert? Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, and you know, so just to just to uh, recollect, right? Uh, I think the last time I had you on was when you were at uh, Oceanet. You've been a long time employee at Oceanet. In fact, uh, mm. you you were part of the face and voice of Oceanet for a long time, and. And uh, you mm. chose to take uh, some new new direction uh, when the new year started, 2023. And, you know, I, I, I have to admit, I enticed you to come onto the show to talk about design thinking. But I did want to give you a chance to reveal where you are now because people ask me, where's Ian? And I tell them, well, you know, listen to the show and find out. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm actually at home, so I'm actually at home, Bert. So oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, there you have it. There you have so it. I'm actually at Bert. I, I I left the ocean of building, so I'm actually working from home. Well, there you have it, uh, world. Uh, you know, Ian is not working at Oceanet. He is now working from home. So that's the big. That's, that's the big it, right breaking there. news today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, no. I appreciate. It. Yeah, no. It's been. It was 21 great years at, at Oceanet. So I. So I, you know, I, I really want to thank Pat and Jen Sullivan for <clears throat> all the all the, the fabulous years together and all the great people at Ocean. So, but thanks, Bert, for having me on the show. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> do you want me to? Do you so, want okay, me to? So, so you want to know about design thinking? No, no. I, right? I first so, want I first want you to tell us where you currently are officially employed, and then we can get into design thinking. Well, yeah, sure. Well, I'm I'm officially employed at uh, Design Thinking Hawaii. Um, <laughs> you're you're evading the uh, question. Yeah, so uh, you know, so as part of so as part of that work, um, I've recently also um, been working with um, uh, Pacific International Center for High Tech Research. Uh, it's actually an organization that's been around for about forty years. Actually, today, this I think this year makes forty years. It, it was. Founded in 1983 through the same legislation that started the um, the, the High Tech Development Corporation, which is part of DBED. So all our friends at um, HDDC, um, we were born out of that same legislation. But a few years after that, um, PICTOR, some, some people call it PICTOR mm-hmm, for short, mm-hmm. um, was created. And it was really to build a stronger relationship between the United States and Japan. Oh, so it, A lot it's... of our work continues to be you know, with uh, folks from Japan. So it was really it was really kind of more geared toward the the Japan U.S. or Japan Hawaii relationship back back uh, when it uh, first Japan, formed. Yeah, it was it was kind of like Hawaii was the bridge. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. It was was kind of a great way to uh, build a relationship uh, uh, between the United States. It was actually President Reagan and Prime Minister Nakasone at the time, as well as our congressional team, um, you know, Spart, Spart, you know Matsunaga and mm-hmm. others um, that really kind of 
had the vision to build a stronger relationship between the United States and Japan via uh, Hawaii, because you know there's so many um, folks in Hawaii that have relationships into Japan. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's been great leadership over the years, and um, our, we have an amazing uh, board of directors. And so I'm very fortunate to come and kind of work with uh, everyone there to keep building those bridges. So really exciting work. That's great. That's great. And that's uh, Pacific International Center for High-Tech Research. Picter, you heard it here first on Bite Mars Cafe, Ian's <laughs> brand new job. I just wanted to... Uh, Bert, you're so... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, you're so funny, dude. Okay, so... Okay, you okay, got... okay, okay, okay. All right. Enough, enough about Picter. We, we, you know, we got the big <clears throat> reveal there. So tell me about uh, Design Thinking Hawaii. And then that's, that's something else that you've been involved in for... Uh, several years now, and and of course during the pandemic, you had to kind of you know sort of, sort of go back to. Uh, I mean, everybody kind of retreated, right, and and had to sure. go back. I mean, go uh, instead of like in person, right, had to do virtual and whatever. So, but maybe maybe start off by saying what is design thinking Hawaii, and what what is the basic tenant of of design thinking? Um, well, Design Thinking is a 501c3. It's a nonprofit organization that uh, Keith Matsumoto and I started um, <clears throat> almost over over 10 years ago, actually. Um, because as we uh, when, when I was at Oceanet, um, I really wanted we wanted to really bring Design Thinking uh, within in the organization, but then also share it with the broader community, uh, very specifically educators. The whole theory was that Design Thinking, which comes out of Stanford University. Uh, is a process for innovation and creativity. Mm-hmm. And and the, the thought was, if we could empower our educators, uh, private school and public school, uh, with this process, um, we could then kind of innovate our education system from the inside out, but also have these educators work with students to teach them the process. And so so this coming year will be, uh, well, this boot camp that's coming up is the 12th annual boot camp, but we've been doing design thinking workshops and trainings back from like 2009, mm-hmm, 2010. Mm-hmm. And Bert, you were there when we first started too. You were one of the first, I think, 20 people in Hawaii who were trained in design thinking. Yes, I, have, I remember, yes. You know, you were there, right? And we had Scott Hugh, who's now the chairman, you know, the chair of HEI. Uh, he was, um, who's also a sponsor, by the way, who was, you know, right there, part of that 20. So if we go back and look at those 20 people, they they've really have been... Um, Kind of change makers for Hawaii, so yeah, yeah. So we continue to do the work. And, um, and then you've got a you've got a boot camp coming up. I know it's uh, real soon, so it might be too late for people to sign yeah. up. But I just wanted to let you share about it, and and you know, so people can put it on their radars and maybe get ready for the next one coming up. But uh, uh, what's happening at the boot camp coming up tomorrow? Yeah, so so I actually just opened it back up. We actually had closed all, closed all the ticket sales, mm. but I reopened it up. Um, it's actually it starts tomorrow. It's actually a two day in person boot camp. The last two the last two boot camps are all online. This is going to be in person. Uh, we want to thank Milani High School, which is going to be hosting it. We're moving it into the library where it's nice and air conditioned, so it's because it's been getting kind of warm. Mm-hmm. It kicks off tomorrow at eight thirty. It goes to four thirty each day. Uh, March 16th and 17th, so Thursday, Friday. It's so, so it's a two-day boot camp. So we're going to cover a lot of stuff um, that we normally can't do in a one-day session. Uh, it's open, you know, to everybody: private schools, public schools, nonprofits, for-profits. Uh, so we have we have a whole mixture of people coming as well as students. 
So, uh, yeah, so if you go to uh, Eventbrite and just search for Design Thinking Hawaii, uh, you'll be able to find tickets uh, that are still available. Uh, and there's different price levels, uh, $200 for teachers, $250 for nonprofits, and $300 for uh, private companies. So, so anyway, I hope folks, you know, last minute, but please join us. Sounds good. Uh, we'll provide, you know, snacks, breakfast, and lunch and all the good stuff. Well, that's great, Ian, and I'll, I'll definitely put that uh, link up on our show notes for later on tonight. And best of luck uh, on Design Thinking uh, Boot Camp tomorrow and, and, and all your endeavors with uh, Picture. I'm going to have you back. Get ready. I'm going to have you back and talk about some of the great projects you're going to be working <laughs> on. So mahalo, Ian, for joining me. Mahalo. Thank you, Bert. Thank you. My pleasure. Of course, and we'll be back after this short break, and we'll continue and talk to Ben Weinberg from Startup Oahu and Sonia Romero from Thrive High. And we're talking about the startup scene in Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Chaminade University. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Ben Weinberg from Startup Oahu and Sonia Romero from Thrive High. And, of course, we're talking about their, their sort of uh, gatherings, their meetups, and the startup scene in Hawaii. And, of course, uh, I wanted to start off by asking them a little bit about their background, their history. I mean, uh, ben, maybe you can kick us off. What do you What do you do, and why are you Why are you interested in this this sort of startup entrepreneur scene? Yeah, thanks for having me, Bert. Um, so I'm the founder of a of a startup called Encircle, the grief support app that mm-hmm. helps grievers get sustained support from their closest friends and family long after the funeral is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started this company at the beginning of 2022. Before that, I was a product manager at a scaling B2B software service company that was actually based out of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and I kind of came to that company through a fellowship called Venture for America that connects recent college grads to startups in cities that wouldn't necessarily uh, attract talent from uh, that would otherwise go to, to New York or San Francisco. Um, so my career has been in tech and startups, and um, that's uh, the major reason that I'm interested in this space. And and uh, Ben, what um, what brought you to Hawaii? You said you were in in Alabama. Yes, I was in Alabama before that. I grew up in Maryland, uh-huh. um, but I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time actually. I really loved visiting family growing up, and always had a felt a deep connection to this place, but was very transient. Um, and so I knew that I always wanted move here full-time at some point in my life and really build uh, deep relationships and community and put down some roots here. Great, great. And, and, uh, you, and of course, Encircle is what you do uh, you know, as, your, as your full-time uh, endeavor. And then um, and this whole startup Oahu is something that you kind of uh, do on the side. So uh, I, I do want to get more into you know, what is startup Oahu, but I want to give... Uh, Sonia, a chance to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about her background, and and she's calling all the way from New York, so that's uh, that's great. And and Sonia, what's your what's your kind of connection to Hawaii? I think Hawaii is home, but you're working uh, in New York, kind of going back and forth. So give us a little bit of a, about your background. Yeah, um, so I grew up in Hawaii. I'm currently based in New York, I work in nonprofit consulting 
but um, I grew up in Hawaii, you know, always sort of hearing the mentality that there aren't really a lot of high-paying jobs in Hawaii, and, you know, I would need to move to the mainland in order to sort of, yeah, like, attract those high-paying jobs. Mm -hmm. And so it was my senior year of college, um, and I decided to write my senior thesis on how to bring the high-tech industry to Hawaii. Um, This was 2019-2020. Little did I know that COVID eventually would, you know, impact the world and most importantly, impact Hawaii. And so I think that sort of senior thesis about how to bring the high-tech economy and diversify away from tourism ended up becoming a lot more important and, like, a lot more top of mind for a lot of people. Um, And so since then, I've sort of been, like, deeply involved, I feel like, in the startup community in Hawaii. I interned at Elemental Accelerator for multiple years. I interned at Health Coworking Hawaii. Um, Also worked on the Social Impact Incubator Program, which is, um, an accelerator, like co-founded by TSA, um, and so yeah, I, I'm deeply passionate about bringing higher-paying jobs to Hawaii, and that's sort of what motivates me to work in this space. Oh, that's great! That's great. So, the the nonprofit work that you're you're currently doing that's that's what has has you uh, sort of anchored in in New York at this point. Yes, exactly. And and that's a New York-based uh, what nonprofit or consulting consulting group. Yeah, so I work for a company called Bridgespan. We do nonprofit and philanthropic consulting. So you can think of like management consulting, but for large nonprofits or high net worth individuals. Mm-hmm. And and uh, have you have you circulated your senior thesis to some of the uh, folks here in Hawaii? Yeah. Um, oh, good. I, I think a decent amount of people have have read it, um, and it's one of like the first things that people have the opportunity to read when they subscribe to the Thrive High newsletter. So. Um, it's been cool because, you know, I think a lot of people write their senior thesis thinking no one's ever going to read this. Um, but I, I've actually got some money to good news. Oh, great, great, great. So that's, uh, okay, so Thrive High uh, is, is kind of like your newsletter. Ben, Ben, tell us a little bit about, like, what, uh, what's the story with, with Startup Oahu? So you have Encircle, that's your, jo- that's your sort of uh, full-time uh, startup uh, app, app development effort and, and uh, you know, the, the whole startup Oahu, you know, there's, there's been other, I don't know if this it's a common brand, but, you know, startup a weekend, startup Honolulu, various kind of startup uh, uh, branding uh, types of, of events. Uh, where does, where does uh, startup Oahu sort of fit in that ecosystem? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, probably the best way to explain that is to go back to why I started startup Oahu in the first place. Um, so I just started started in Circle. It was January of 2022, um, and I had left my previous job where I was working really intimately with a team. I was a product manager, so I was constantly talking to other people, getting feedback, sharing ideas. Um, and when I started my company, I didn't realize how lonely it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're uh, especially if you're a solo founder of a company a lot of time spent in your own head, of course, talking to people. Um, but I didn't really feel like I had a, an entrepreneurial community on island. I didn't have a, and didn't know anybody else who was really working in startups. Um, and so I grabbed a few friends who 
the founders themselves or who worked at uh, remotely for startups for uh, generally smaller organizations. Um, and I said, let's all grab a drink and just talk about tech and, and startups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first event was five people. I think we met at Aloha Brewing um, and decided to do it again the, the next month. Um, and what was really interesting is that it started off mostly founders and then somebody would invite a friend who was also working for a startup, even if they weren't a founder. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just grew from there. And so it became a really awesome opportunity um, just to build community with each other, to start to see familiar faces. Um, so you know, I like to call it like engineering serendipity. So mm-hmm. um, letting these connections come together, uh, giving people the opportunity to meet others that could potentially help them on their entrepreneurial journey. Oh, I love it. I love it. So uh, when did you have your first gathering, the you know the five uh, sort of original founders that got together at the uh, Aloha Brewery? So that was in April of 2022. Okay. So it's been almost a year uh, since we started. And and you know in terms of uh, a frequency of meeting, how did how did uh, you work that out? Did it, did you guys decide you wanted to do a monthly kind of thing or a quarterly? What what was the frequency? Yeah, so we started off uh, pretty much been the last Tuesday of every month mm-hmm. uh, since we started, um, and monthly just. Uh, you know, honestly, it was a lot of based on my bandwidth. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a full-time founder, um, and so I don't have a, a ton of bandwidth, but this is something that I thought was important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how we landed on the monthly event. Um, and so we've done it every month for the past year. Um, and I think back in September, uh, I was introduced to Trung Lam and Rich Matsui, um, who were talking about this great idea called Thrive High. Um, and uh, we started to, to collaborate um, where they would put events on in the middle of the month and I would be doing the end of the month to really fill out the calendar um, to help uh, people start to see familiar faces and give people more frequency of events that they're interested. Um, that might be a good segue for yeah, yeah. So, so the the thing that uh, or the brand that got got sort of uh, suggested, recommended by Trung, um, what was it called? The the brand that that Trung was working on was was Thrive High as one of the, the co collaborators. Oh, Thrive High. Okay, so yeah. so yeah, yeah, that is a good segue for for Sonia to kind of uh, fill in fill in a little bit about the the Thrive High story, but. Uh, you know, what we will do, and that's a bit of a, a tease here, is that we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back at this short break to continue our conversation with Ben Reinberg from Startup Oahu and Sonia Romero from Thrive High. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Ben Weinberg from Startup Oahu and Sonia Romero from Thrive High. And right before the break, um, Ben was kind of sharing the formation of, of the gathering that was uh, Startup Oahu and and intimated the fact that uh, Thrive High came in as a, as a suggestion that could maybe augment 
the monthly to make it kind of a, a kind of a, uh, I don't know, bi-monthly, bi-weekly kind of event. Uh, so, so Sonia, what, what's the story with Thrive High, and, and where's, uh, where does Trunk fit into this picture? And you, you mentioned the Thrive High newsletter. Uh, there's a Thrive High newsletter, and, and there's, a, there's sort of like a corresponding kind of meetup for Thrive High as well. Yeah, totally. Um, so I would say sort of to, to give, make the long story short, at the time, like, I had started posting job opportunities on LinkedIn for, mm-hmm. like, cool uh, non-tourist jobs in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up being contacted by Rich, who had seen my post on LinkedIn and been like, I think this is a really cool idea. I'm also interested in building an industry that's not tourism-related in Hawaii, primarily in tech. I would love to meet up and chat. Um, and so me and Rich got into connection, realized that we sort of had this same vision for Hawaii that stemmed from similar experiences growing up, being told that it really is hard to find high-paying jobs back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Rich, we, Rich, who's Rich? Rich is, uh, what's his last name? Rich Matsui. Okay, and, and Rich... Oh uh, God, that name sounds familiar. He he came back. He came from during the pandemic, right? From a startup on the yeah. mainland and came back to Hawaii. Yeah. So Rich is a Hawaii local. He actually founded a startup um, on the mainland called KWH Analytics. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a climate tech space. The company is um, a portfolio company of Elemental Accelerator, um, and then recently retired to the board and moved back home um, to to raise his family. Yeah, you know, this is how small the world is. I I've had Rich on the radio show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, so you got the you got the the Sonia connection with Rich, and then where did where did Trung kind of fit into this? Yeah, and so at that point, I think Rich and Trung had been talking for a while, and so it was sort of a meeting of the minds. We all hopped on a call, realized that we were all very aligned um, mm-hmm. on this mission, and sort of sort of operating. Um, under the name Thrive High. Um, soon, Johnny Tankamani also joined the team. Um, and at this point, we are in newsletter um, and monthly events. Our monthly events are a little bit different from Ben's in that we focus on the remote worker community. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the long term, we hope to be sort of, in some ways, hopefully, like the center of the startup and tech community in Hawaii that helps to build the infrastructure necessary to really help catalyze growth of the startup and tech community here in Hawaii. And so tell me a little bit about this uh, sort of remote worker community. So so are you, are you saying Ben's got kind of the, the startup entrepreneurs and, and you're kind of attracting the remote worker together? Yeah, and our thought process behind that. So when I had written my senior thesis about how to create the high-tech economy in Hawaii, one of the key ingredients that Hawaii is currently missing is sort of like a large human capital pipeline, mm-hmm. right? Like a large amount of talented people who are educated in the skills necessary for these startups. Um, and there's like two ways to really tackle that problem, right? One of those ways is to grow it from the ground up, really like revamp the K-12 education system, look to revamp UH and, and create this long-term pipeline, which I think Hawaii should also do. Um, but what we realized through COVID is another opportunity to gain access to those high-quality workers is to really grow the remote work scene in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we realized is that during COVID, hundreds, if not thousands of people 
either relocated to Hawaii or came back home to Hawaii um, to work remotely. And so we realized that, like, this community should really start getting in connection with each other um, and is, like, currently sort of an untapped market. And, and you know, what, what would you characterize as being the, the goal to achieve this, this vision of having this pipeline? Because, you know, now you got the, all the remote workers sort of maybe getting involved with Thrive High, coming to the meetups. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What would create the, that environment that would help to identify pipeline? Because you still need the jobs that they would, you know, have to find, find I don't know, you know, respective jobs at, right? So uh, it's, it's one thing to identify who's working as a remote worker, but how do you create the environment for, let's say, like you said, a pipeline, a more to be involved? Is it more of attraction of others coming to Hawaii? How do you, how do you f- figure that equation out? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think there's a lot of different puzzle pieces involved of like, yes, we need to grow the pipeline and we need to grow the amount of venture capital in Hawaii and we need to grow like the amount of startups that are being built through accelerators and things like that. Um, I think right now the piece of the puzzle that we're tackling, and this is what Ben mentioned, is sort of creating those like serendipitous interactions Mm -hmm, amongst mm -hmm. people so that they can really create a community and figure out ways to collaborate that otherwise wouldn't have happened. Um, And what you see is, like, a lot of people that work at big tech companies do eventually try and start something of their own. And so allowing them to be a part of a community that they feel really connected to, increasing the likelihood that they'll stay in Hawaii long term, um, and allowing them to have those serendipitous connections, I think, is is what's really powerful. Oh, that's that's terrific. And I I do want to make sure that people... You know, check out your newsletter. Check out the the meetups that you guys have now. Ben, Ben, you know, <clears throat> um, so Sonia talked about uh, her meetups, and 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 Ben, you've got Startup Oahu. When's the next uh, event coming up for Startup Oahu? So our next event is on the twenty eighth, which is a Tuesday um, at five p.m. At the we're actually we usually do it at Happy Alliance Park, but this month we will be at Entrepreneur Sandbox actually collaborating with uh, with Johnny from Builders VC, who's, mm-hmm. who is also a uh, one of the Thrive High founders. Um, and it's going to be slightly different than our monthly startup drinks event that we put on, um, where there's actually going to be an opportunity for entrepreneurs to connect with investors representing over a billion dollars in assets under management to get feedback on what they're working on. And then a select few entrepreneurs will be invited to take the stage and give a brief pitch on what they're working on to the attendees. Um, so really excited to collaborate with a lot of different folks in the ecosystem for that event on March 28th. Sounds good. I'll put that up on our show notes. And Sonia, where can people find out more about Thrive High? And do you have, a, do you have an event coming up? Yeah, so I think the best way to find out about Thrive High is at our website, thrivehigh.org. That will link out to our newsletter and the meetups. Um, and so I would definitely direct people there. Um, we will also be at that March 28th event um, that Ben just mentioned. And so, yeah, that would be a great opportunity to meet some of some of the co-founders as well. That's very exciting. And you're going to come back from uh, New York to Hawaii, maybe I'll carve out some time and, and, and uh, come out and, and check you guys out. That sounds great. Ben Weinberg runs Startup Oahu. Sonia Romero is the organizer behind Thrive High. And, of course, I want to thank you both for joining me today. 
Yeah, thank you so much. much It it was awesome to be here. And of course, thank you for listening to Bite Marsh Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about the latest Accelerate Hawaii Pre-X program and, of course, their upcoming cohort. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkcafe.org. And, of course, our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us, us, check, catch us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. And, of course, uh, we'll see you next week for another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.